Hey, it's good to see you today. Welcome to our Journey Through Scripture podcast. My name is Philip Thomas, pastor of Journey here in Elgin. This is our Thursday edition. Hope that uh, you are enjoying our walk through Scripture in a chronological order. Um, and, and this is difficult to be chronological because things like the Psalms and some of the smaller prophets, uh, we're not sure exactly where to put them. Um, but it, the, so sometimes we go with themes, and that's kind of what we're doing today um, with reading numerous psalms. These are psalms of praise, um, all of them kind of towards the end uh, of psalms. Um, so I encourage you to, to read through um, these, these psalms. Um, it's very, uh, very powerful, and I'm just going to hit on some of the things that jumped out to me as I was reading through these. Um, so we're going to read Psalm 104. 107, then 111 through 118, 135 and 136, and then 145 to 150. Now, the reason that we're putting them here um, is that we've just had the dedication of the wall, dedication of the temple, all that stuff is going on. So things are starting to get back to normal in Jerusalem. And these there's a time of praise. Nehemiah uh, sets up the the Thanksgiving choirs to to sing praise to God. Um, remember last time we we uh, wrote about the Psalms of Ascent, kind of that going up to the temple. Um, these are are Psalms of praise as well. And and uh, I, as you read through them, um, it there's just a lot of instruction there and things that we need to be mindful of and how important it is for us to be praising God, to be thanking Him, to be recognizing what He has done for us in the past, what He is doing now, how He is engaged in in our lives. Um, It's just vital for us never to take all of that for granted. Um, So you have Psalm 104. Um, So many of these psalms are not ascribed to anyone. Um, Many of them end with uh, praise the Lord, um, bless the Lord. Um, You know, there's kind of a common theme through them all. Psalm 104 starts off, bless the Lord, O my soul. O Lord, my God, you are very great. You are clothed with honor and majesty who cover yourself with light as with a garment, who stretch out the heavens like a curtain. Uh, It's just beautiful imagery of God. Um, I, I, I love these. And uh, the Psalm 104, it just it keeps going. It says, uh, verse 14, he causes the grass to grow for the cattle, the vegetation for the service of man, that he may bring forth food from the earth and wine that makes glad the heart of man, oil to make his face shine and bread which strengthens man's heart. Right? Just, just this connection with all of creation and how it works together and how God was responsible for that. He is the great creator. He is the one who has started all of this process and that he is still involved in that process. Uh, It ends, verse uh, 35, May sinners be consumed from the earth and the wicked be no more. Blessed be the Lord. Bless the the Lord, O my soul. Praise the Lord. Psalm 107 is a thanksgiving for how God has delivered us, delivered us from distress. Uh, Oh, give thanks to the Lord, for he is good. His mercy endures forever. Let the redeemed of the Lord say so, whom he has redeemed from the hand of the enemy. Uh, Verse 8, Oh, that men would give thanks to the Lord for his goodness and for his wonderful works to the children of men. Um, And then verse 9, For he satisfies the longing soul and fills the hungry soul with goodness. Um, One thing I thought about in reading uh, this is 
one of the common things that you hear whenever people are going through difficult time, especially uh, when they experience loss of life, things like that, is the question, uh, how could God allow this to happen? What, why is God um, you know, allowing this or causing this? And, and those are normal responses, and you should never tell someone not to have that response. Um, however, I, I think we do a disservice to ourselves um, because we don't prepare ourselves for those times of distress by reflecting and recognizing God's presence in our life when we're not in those times of distress, right? If, if the only time that we really focus and think about um, our relationship with God is when that moment of distress comes, our first question is probably going to be, God, why are you allowing this to happen? Um, what what God, and he's patient with us, and he will help work help us work through those questions. Um, but God really wants us in those times of distress to be able to run directly to him as a source of strength and encouragement. Um, and rather than asking God, why are you allowing this, that we run into the arms of God um, and that we put our, our trust uh, solely in him. And, and I, I love how it says this a couple of times in this very long psalm. Oh, that men would give thanks to the Lord for his goodness and for his wonderful works to the children of men. Right? Are we recognizing God's goodness in those times that we're not in distress or in how God has uh, walked with us in previous times of distress? And are, have we remembered his goodness? Are we living in in the uh, the reality of his goodness each and every day so that when things when the difficult times come rather than asking god uh, why this is happening that we start looking for his goodness even in the midst of the distress because we know that god has been good in the past we know that he will good, be good in the present and we know that he will be good in the future um, and this psalm is kind of that reminder of uh, look at look at how God has been with us in the past, that he raises us up, that he will show us the way, that he will help us overcome uh, our distresses. Um, Psalm, uh, starting in verse 26, they mount up to the heavens, they go down again to the depths, their soul melts because of trouble. They reel to and fro and stagger like a drunken man and are at their wits end. Then they cry out to the Lord in their trouble. And he brings them out of their distresses and he calms the storm so that their waves are still. Then they are glad because they are quiet. So he guides them to their desired haven. Oh, that men would give thanks to the Lord for his goodness, for his wonderful works to the children of men. Let them exalt him also in the assembly of the people and praise him in the company of the elders. Um, and then uh, at very last verse, verse 43, whoever is wise will observe these things. And they will understand the loving kindness of the Lord, right? Re recognizing how God is involved in all areas of our life, at all times of our life, that he is not the cause of the distress, that he is the deliverer of those who are in distress. That is true wisdom. Um, and when we start to observe and to recognize those things, we see his loving kindness, um, no matter what our circumstances may be. Psalm 111, um, the, just praising God for his faithfulness and his justice. Verse 2, or verse 1, I will praise the Lord with my whole heart in the assembly of the upright and in the congregation. The works of the Lord are great, 
studied by all who have pleasure in them. His works, his work is honorable and glorious and his righteousness endures forever. Um, uh, verse seven, excuse me. The works of his hands are verity or truth and justice. All his precepts are sure. They stand steadfast fast forever and ever and are done in truth and uprightness. Uprightness. He has sent redemption to his people. He has commanded his covenant forever. Holy and awesome is his name. The fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom, a good understanding that all uh, have all those who do his commandments. His praise endures forever. Um, you see that the fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom. Uh, we've talked about that before in Proverbs. Listen, what what you fear will drive you. What you fear you will um, you will ultimately follow. Um, and so our fear should be in the Lord um, because He is the one who desires what is good for us, who desires uh, for what is best. And so our our the fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom. Uh, one thing that just jumped out to me reading through these Psalms is how many times, again, it talks about the uh, the Lord being true, uh, his truth. And that is so important, um, God's God's truth, that, that there are things that are right and wrong, that there is truth. And it, as we look at the world around us, one thing that is constantly being uh, perpetuated now is postmodernism. And I know that's a philosophical term, things like that. But one of the core tenets of postmodernism um, is that there is no absolute truth. That's why you hear things like my truth, um, like their truth. Um, that, that's a very dangerous road to go down. Um, and when scripture is filled with God being truth, um, we, we better make sure that our truth lines up with his truth. Um, if it doesn't, then it's not true. <laughs> it may be what you feel. It may be what you experience. It may be what you believe. It may be what you hope to be true. But if it doesn't line up with the truth found in God, then it is not true. Um, yeah, just a little side note. Um, Psalm 112, blessed is the man who fears the Lord, who delights greatly in his commandments. Um, right, or, or recognizing that a faith in God um, includes following his commandments, living out the, the life that he has called us to live. Psalm 113, praise, O servants of the Lord. Praise the name of the Lord. Blessed be the name of the Lord from this time forth and forevermore. From the rising of the sun to its going down, the Lord's name is to be praised. Uh, Psalm 115 talks about idols and the futility of idols. I, I really like this. Not unto us, O Lord, not unto us, but to your name give glory because of your mercy, because of your truth. There you, there's, there's a good phrase, because of your truth, not my truth, your truth. Who should the Gentiles say, so where is God? But our God is in heaven. He does whatever he pleases. Their idols are silver and gold, the work of men's hands. They have mouths, but do not speak. Eyes they have, but do not see. They have ears, but do not hear. Noses, but they do not smell. They have hands, but do not handle. Feet they have, but they do not walk. Nor do they mutter through their throat. Those who make them are, make them are like them. So is everyone who trusts in them. Right. Right. 
what what are our idols um, who who do we put our trust in is it of our own making or is it coming from god um you just just continue to read through psalm 117 i, I love it it's just so simple and short praise the lord all you gentiles laud him all you peoples for his merciful kindness is great towards us and the truth of god endures forever um right that's specifically calling out the gentiles that god loves the gentiles and that the truth of god endures forever um hey verse 21 of psalm 118 i will praise you for you have answered me and you have become my salvation the stone which the builders rejected has become the chief cornerstone this was the lord's doing it is marvelous in our eyes this is the day the lord has made we will rejoice and be glad in it and um, verse 29 oh give thanks to the lord for he is good his mercy endures forever um just again continue to read psalm 136 oh give thanks to the lord for he is good his mercy endures forever give thanks to the god of gods for his mercy endures forever um if you read through all of 136 you're going to see his mercy endures forever over and over and over i know sometimes we uh make fun of some of the praise songs that just repeat themselves over and over and over and i agree sometimes it can get a little uh monotonous right but this psalm repeats over and over and over for his mercy endures forever his mercy endures forever um psalm 145 um one generation shall praise your works to another and shall declare your mighty acts i think that's one of the things that we have um fallen down on is each generation um has become less and less um pronounced in their um celebrating god and what he has done um we have forgotten uh, god's role in our society in our culture we have we have abandoned um, um him um, by not proclaiming how he was part of of our society um, and we're seeing the the consequences of that um, the lord is gracious and full of compassion verse 8 uh, slow to anger great in mercy the lord is good to all and his tender mercies are over all his works uh, psalm 146 do not put your trust in princes nor in a son of man in whom there is no help his spirit departs he returns to the earth and that very day he plant his plans perish happy is he who has the god of jacob for his help whose hope is in the lord his god and um, then again you just continue 147 48 49 uh, are just praising to god praises to god uh, psalm 150 praise the lord praise god in his sanctuary praise him in his mighty firmament firmament Praise him for his mighty acts. Praise him according to his excellent greatness. Praise him with the sound of the trumpet. Praise him with the lute and harp, timbrel and dance, stringed instruments, flutes. Praise him with loud cymbals and clashing cymbals. Let everything that has breath praise the Lord. Right? That's what a wonderful way to end the book of Psalms there in Psalm 150. So then we'll close out Nehemiah chapter 13. Um, Nehemiah what's happened is Nehemiah has left, gone back to Persia as he said he would, but then um, the king granted him the ability to come back to Jerusalem. So he's kind of going back and forth. Um, he, he, um, Nehemiah has a very strict view and he, he is looking at what Moses uh, said and, and he is 
trying to purify the people again. Um, Chapter 13, it says, On that day they read from the book of Moses in the hearing of the people, and in it was found written that no Anamite or Moabite, Ammonite or Moabite should ever come to the assembly of God. Then you go down to verse 4. Now before this, Eliashib, uh, Eliashib, (laughs) I should have just plowed through that. Uh, The priest, um, he partnered with an Ammonite. Um, and this did not make Nehemiah happy. Um, so Nehemiah, um, basically, uh, removed that relationship, removed Tobiah from, uh, uh from the temple. Um, again, th- there were disagreements, uh, among how this was supposed to be done, but, um, Nehemiah recognized that you have to be careful who you partner with because that will influence you. And what he saw is that the people, had allowed these partnerships, and then um, the reason that it made him so angry is you kind of, uh, you see down uh, later, uh, verse fifteen. It says, "In those days, I saw the people of Judah uh, treading wine presses on the Sabbath, bringing in sheaves and loading donkeys with wine, grapes, figs. Uh, I warned them about the day on which they were selling." Um, so. They had made these uh, relationships with people that they shouldn't have. Um, and it's not because God doesn't love those, those, those people, but you have to guard the faith. And they were allowing other influences to weaken their faith. And so Nehemiah um, really was very harsh in kicking people out and, and um, reminding the people what they were supposed to do. And he says in verse 22, the end of verse 22, remember me, O my God, concerning this also, and spare me according to the greatness of your mercy. So he's he's wanting to do good, but he knows this is tough. Uh, the uh, As you get to the end of chapter thir- uh, 13, starting in verse 23, talks about the marriages and mar- marrying people that don't have the same values. Um, and so he in- encouraged those to separate. I mean, it was, it's pretty, pretty, uh, strict uh, stuff. And uh, at the very end, the way that he ends his uh, um, book is, remember me, oh my God, for good. Right? He is trying to do what is good, uh, what is right according to God. Um, and we can debate whether what he did was or not. I, I think because it's in scripture that this is what God desired. Um, and, you know, we as we try to interpret scripture, as we try to live out our lives, um, we need to keep in mind that it it should be for good, um, that that we are seeking to do good and what is good in God's eyes, not necessarily what is good in society's eyes, because we are at a place, as in Isaiah, it says, uh, there is the time where there will uh, they will call good evil and evil good. We have to make sure we are basing what is good on what is true, and that is what flows from the heart of God. All right, we will wrap up today, and on Tuesday, encourage you to read the book of Joel. That's about three chapters, so read the book of Joel, and then read Isaiah 56 through 59. So Joel and Isaiah 56 through 59. We'll see you on Tuesday. Have a great weekend.